Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is September 5th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. If you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. Here's the bad news. I do have to give you that first. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and we deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross at Calvary. He shed his blood for our sins, died, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened, placing your trust in that blood of Jesus, you are saved from eternal damnation. You'll begin to want to start living for him and not for the world. As scripture states, we become ambassadors for Christ. We represent him. Isn't that an amazing thing? And of course, this is a belief in the heart, as Romans 10, 9 does say. Today, we welcome Emily Wickham to Uptime. Emily is a writer for Lifeway's Journey magazine and also a podcaster, YouTuber, and author. As a women's ministry leader from 2001 to 2004, she realized her love for teaching the Bible. She felt prompted by the Lord to write Reaching for Righteousness, Life Applications from the Book of Esther. Her podcast series, Indestructible Life, was launched on October of 2022 and is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. She also shares Bible prophecy messages on her YouTube channel, which we will be discussing more of tonight. But first, I do want to open up with our usual uptime panel, and we do welcome back Brother Bob Barber, Brother Michael Pels, and Brother John L. Fortier. Hello, everyone. God bless you all. Thank you for coming on. Our pleasure. Yes. It's good to be good here. Evening. Good evening. Good evening, y'all. So uh, we have a, a wonderful guest tonight, and she has a lot to uh, discuss, especially yes. in the areas of Bible prophecy. Uh, she uh, does believe in pre-tribulation rapture, uh, and uh, we're going to have a great discussion tonight. Of course, first of the day is coming from BibleGateway.com. Today they have put up Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, I love right. that part at the end there. Love it. With you always, yeah. even unto the end of the world. So it's so epic. I love yeah. it. It's yeah, awesome. coming in a world near you. <laughs> Bob, you yeah. Bob, you have been uh, posting uh, more uh, snippets of uh, uptime, uh, previous uptime. Thank you for doing that. Uh, you have also just been uh, constantly waiting for the Lord to return. You know, there's there's so many different signs, so many different events going on right now. Uh, what can you tell us so far about uh, how your week has been? Uh, what's going on with the ministry Feed My Sheep today? Go ahead. Lots going on. Super busy. Super, super busy. And of course, we, we get super busy around this time of year, and I love it because of all feast days. 
Um, and of course, the enemy ramps up their attack <laughs> around this time as well. So the harder we work, the harder they work. Okay, but you know that Revelation twelve sign coming up for the for the piece of trumpets is huge. Okay, I am doing a live stream with uh, Brother Aaron at uh, God a Minute tomorrow at eleven uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Me, him, and another gentleman named Brad will be uh, actually revealing new information about the Revelation 12 sign, and I will be including it in my next Rapture Resurrection report. Uh, The information that we've seen so far is just the start of it. It's just the start of it. This sign is just giving us everything. And I think as we get closer to that, as we get closer to that day, there are going to be so many signs popping up. It's actually, it's going to start making you laugh. You're at, the, you're at that point. We're just giggling. I'm talking to Brother Aaron. Just giggling. We're just laughing because I, I can't keep up. As soon as you figure out 10 things, another 10 things piles on this thing. Okay, we can't keep up, and that's a good thing. Okay, and that's pretty much what I got to say about that. You know, the world is ready. I'm ready. Okay, the world's ready for an antichrist. I'm ready for the real Jesus Christ. To go home. Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Michael, uh, how has your ministry been going, uh, your collaboration, your partnership with Feed My Sheep today? What have you been up to? Yeah, yeah, it's been really, really busy. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, I was just telling you guys how I never knew. Like, we've we've always been helping and doing things, but when you kind of step up to the next level, it's like, whoa, it's it's beyond full time. You know, you, you just, you're always at it, and the Lord just has to give you the strength to get through it actually on the screen if you don't mind sharing that that i have pulled up um we actually went out and we got tons of footage getting stuff purchased today and we are going out to downtown louisville area tomorrow to pass out bags to the homeless population there and um i was telling you guys it can be really precarious so you'll see in the footage it's pretty gritty i mean it's it's a pretty yeah you know, it's 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 a rough area. So, uh, you know, if you guys could keep us in your prayers, you know, we're going to be having some cameras out and expensive equipment. So, you know, that's definitely <clears throat> a factor doing stuff like this. But, you know, the Lord's in control and taking care of us. And mm-hmm. it's just yeah. been such a, a blessing to be able to do this and to help so many and to be able to talk to different shelters and organize things and um there's a lot involved in all that and um more so than I could ever possibly imagine but I thank the Lord that he's prepared me for that doing all the editings and running Centurions of Faith Ministry all the way up to now has definitely laid the foundation to to go to this next level and um uh, it's been a really big blessing and uh Bob I mean you mm-hmm. should I can't wait for you to see, keep continuing to see all the footage that comes out because the people's faces and their smiles. Right. And it's just, there's something, you know, it's just something so special about it when you get to share and not just the love of Jesus, but just to share the love to them, to allow that to go from you to them. And they can see that it's tangible, you know, and they know something's different about you. They're not just, you know, some insignificant person that's been wasting away, you know, but you actually care enough about them. And then you can tell them, Hey, I care because Jesus did it for me too. Because mm-hmm. the very interesting thing about this is you guys know, I was homeless for about four and a half years, almost five years. So to wow. go from being homeless to now having a home and then now doing this outreach and 
by the glory of God and Ooh. and through Bob mm. Barber's ministry. I mean, how amazing is that? I mean, you just it's like, wow, Lord, you can this is so perfect. It's so perfect. I'm just so grateful and humbled to have the opportunity to do this. So well, thank, thank you, Bob. Thank you for joining yeah. us, brother. We we're doing we're doing things in third world countries, but we wanted to do think do things here in the states. You know, I, we always want to do work like this. We've done um we've done backpack lunches for children through uh, different organizations here. You know, in the United States. Yeah. You know, but not no boots on the ground. You're the first boots on the ground for feeding my sheep today. So yeah, yeah. This is it's really exciting to see this. Yeah, it almost awesome. feels like flashbacks to some type of convoys going down down <laughs> it's like wow no wonder why you know we really are soldiers for jesus christ because we're willing to go beyond the wire you know to to get the needs and the supplies out to people amen amen, amen. and brother john tell us uh you've been studying uh using sword searcher how how is your oh, week yes Amen, amen. Yeah, yeah, since the uh the first uh appearing of myself to your show, uh we we have grown. We got uh, more people now on the um on the morning Bible study. We do a Bible study at eleven o'clock Eastern time every day, Monday to Friday, uh on Zoom, and people are uh, <clears throat> people are coming, mostly men, uh, I would say. And that's okay. That's okay. So we grab a topic. And uh, like today was the seven uh, mysteries of the Bible spoken by Paul. So we had a great, great time. So it was supposed to be for an hour and uh, it was an hour and three quarter. So we went uh, over, but we go with the flow. We go with the flow and we were uh, really enjoying that. That was really nice. And uh, I got a few more people on Skype too. So uh, I answered. I answered the people that send me a message or something, or even if they want to talk. And uh, this has been great. This has been great, and uh, I don't have to edit because editing is not my forte. But I don't have to edit anything, and it's live. And I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost when we do that because we answer a few questions there. I'm with my friend Jim. Uh, Jim is my best buddy there on Zoom. Is taking care of all the technicality and everything, and he, he tells me, uh, <laughs> he brings me back when, when I because see, look, look at it right now. French people are talking a lot, talking, 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 and you got to put a stop into them. I speak by experience, so this is how it <laughs> went for me this week, and I'm grateful to the Lord for that. Amen. Uh, you don't have a YouTube channel just yet, but uh, you are potentially getting one. Uh, yeah. At this time, can I post your email address? Email address. Um, yes, you may. Okay. Yes, you may. All right. Yes. So, John, uh, this is where you can reach John. That is actually seven sevens, believe it or not. Yep. Uh, it looks like more than that, but. Uh, that is his email address on uh, on the screen there. If you want to get in touch with uh, Brother John, that's JLF77777777 uh, at gmail.com. Okay. And they can use that email address for Skype. If they want to talk on Skype, they can use that email address. And I'm the only one in Newfoundland, Canada. So you just search me with this, Newfoundland, Canada, and I will see you. I will accept you as a friend there. And we can chit chat just by texting, or if you want the video call or anything like this, 
and we can study, whoops, the other way, sorry. We can study with the board and we can do all kinds of things. And this is, this is really nice. Amen. All right. Uh, I, without further ado, I do want to bring on our guest tonight. Uh, once again, we are bringing on Emily Wickham. We do uh, want to give her a nice warm welcome and we do welcome Emily to Uptime. Emily, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I I am not accustomed to doing live broadcasts. I always do pre-recorded, so this is out of my comfort zone for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay. I um I just know it, you know, the Lord has me here for a purpose. And so it, he has been reminding me that he is with me. And then what is the verse that you have tonight for the the verse is, you know, I am with you until the end of the age. So that is right. that's the Lord we belong to. He's so personal and so Amen. kind. So thank Amen. you all for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We're happy to have you. Go ahead. Thank yeah. you. It really is an honor to be here to share what the Lord has done in my life and, um, you know, one time when I was was sharing what the Lord has done, I, I kind of felt like, well, I don't really have a a fascinating story to share or anything exciting. You know, it's not like one of those testimonies where it's just this huge, drastic, noticeable change. And yet it is because, uh, you know, God works in our hearts and he changes people's hearts. Nobody can do that except for God. And so um, I'll just kind of get started at the beginning. I was brought up in a Christian home. So I had the blessing of going to church with my family and going to Sunday school and just learning most of the Bible studies that, that you can learn. And I just was given a very strong foundation. I learned a lot of uh, solid Bible doctrine as I grew, and I had a lot of wonderful examples in the people around me. So I really have sweet memories of growing up in church, but it really was not personal to me until I was 10 years old. And I think about 10 year olds now and they are just like babies (laughs) to me. They're so young. But when I was 10, you know, I I didn't think I was a baby. And I, um, you know, I might have grown up in church and I might have looked like a good girl because I, I was pretty good for my parents. I didn't really give them trouble. And, you know, I was a good student and you would just look at me from the outside and think, what a good little child. But but I was a sinner and I was looking for love at a young age, at 10 years old. It's really a sad thing to say, but it's true. This is my story. And so I went to a Christian school, but I can remember just sneaking out with little boys here and there and just just looking to have that love I was looking for. And, you know, we would, you know, have a kiss or something. And 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 I'm embarrassed to even share that. But but I want you to know the difference that God has made in my life because he has changed me. I was headed the wrong direction. And even though I was taught the Bible and I was taught the Bible stories and I was taught about Jesus. I was going my own direction and one night 
God just intervened. And I don't really recall anything extraordinary happening. It, it wasn't like I heard a, a strong message at church or something was said in Sunday school, but it was just like, this was the time that the Holy Spirit revealed to me that I was headed to hell unless Jesus was my savior. I knew Jesus was my only hope. And it really is a beautiful memory for me because I can picture where I was at the moment. I was in my bedroom. As I said, it was dark. And I just had this realization that I was on my way to hell. And I was frightened. I was afraid of that. And I knelt by my bed and I asked Jesus to be my savior. I believed what I had been taught, that that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And he was buried and he rose again on the third day. And, and it became personal to me. He died for me. And I received him as my savior that day. And, and at that moment, the Holy Spirit came inside and dwelt within me. And God has been working on me ever since. He's been changing me and sanctifying me. And I just want to highlight how the Christian life is a process because on the one hand, I was changed instantly. I became a new creation in Christ. But then on the other hand, I am still going through life and living and each and every day, the Holy Spirit is sanctifying me as I cooperate with him. And God is so patient. God is so faithful. He's so kind. And he's just continuing this work in my heart and in my life. So that is how God drew me to his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the longer I live and the closer I grow to the Lord, I just, I just have developed a deeper appreciation for him and for what he has done for me and what he is doing for me and what he will do. So um, that's, that's really how I came to know the Lord. And then uh, just to kind of continue on from that point, uh, as I grew up, went through high school, and then I went to college at Virginia Tech. And that is where I met my husband at InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And I can remember being at the first large group meeting of the year, and they welcomed all the different Bible study leaders to come up front and share what they were going to be teaching about in their study. And my husband brought out this chart and he said he was going to be talking about, I think it was called the course of time from eternity to eternity. And it was this big old chart and I had never heard of it. And I was fascinated. I thought it was really interesting. And I have to be honest and say, I, I was a little bit interested in him too, but I really do uh, know that I signed up for the right reasons. And so Mark, my husband, really is the one who first introduced me to Bible prophecy. I really did not learn about it as I was growing up in church. I just wasn't taught about it. And from the moment I began learning about prophecy, I was just fascinated. I have maintained an interest all these years 
And I would say over the last five or so years, that interest has really increased. And um, I'll get back to that in a minute. So let me just pick up from where uh, back in those college days, you know, we went through a study together and then Mark and I married in 1989 and God blessed us with four wonderful children who are all now adults. And we have two wonderful daughters in love and a soon to be son in love. My daughter just got engaged about two weeks ago. So God is doing great things. And um, as we have gone through life, my husband and I have pretty much always uh, been involved in some type of church ministry. And for me, it was women's ministry. I, in the early days, I uh, would uh, lead uh, a discussion group. I was a discussion group leader for Bible study fellowship and I helped direct women's retreats. And then I went on to direct them myself. I've taught Bible studies. I've done radio devotions. I've, you know, I've just had a, a wide spectrum of experience. But then um, back in 2005, I started to write a Bible study. That's when I really formally started writing. And the Lord led me to write on the book of Esther. So I did that and I self-published that study and uh, have just continued writing. And along the way, God opened the door for me to write devotions for Lifeways Journey magazine. And I just continue to feel so honored and blessed to be part of the ministry uh, that Lifeway offers. And I've had some articles published in Home Life. And then last year, I was invited to be part of the writing team for Grateful. And this is a women's Bible study. It's a four week study. It just released in August and it's all about giving thanks to God in all things. So I wrote one of the days of study for that Bible study. And so God has just opened doors for me along the way. But I have to say that my writing and speaking journey has not developed the way I originally planned. I had this dream of, you know, just writing, writing Bible study after study and getting traditionally published and traveling to speak at women's events and all that sort of thing. And it didn't happen. It that's just not been my pathway, but God has had a plan all along the way. And it's really interesting as I reflect on my journey how if I had been able to do what I dreamed of doing with what I just shared, writing all these studies and everything, I really don't think I would have uh, started uh, focusing on Bible prophecy on my YouTube channel. Because when COVID started in 2020, I decided to do a women's Bible study. I had a Facebook group and I did this Bible study on the return of Christ and I would post the videos on YouTube. And that's really kind of how I got it started focusing on prophecy on my channel. And and during that time, I started having some rapture dreams. I've not had a lot, but I've had about six and I would share those on my channel and God would just give me different messages to share. And I discovered that there was 
a, a large audience, there are a lot of people interested in the rapture, in Bible prophecy, in the Lord's return. So I've been able to take my love of Bible prophecy and share that with others. And it really has been a tremendous blessing. And so I thank the Lord for every opportunity he's given me to write and speak for him. He He always knows what is best for us. And so I'm just I'm just a vessel for him to use. And, and that's what I desire. I really want to do what he wants me to do. And so, again, it, it's just an honor and blessing to share with you all today. This is something that God orchestrated and uh, may he use it for his glory. Amen. Uh, thank you for that. Appreciate uh, you mm-hmm. filling us in. Uh, it sounds like you, your life has just been blessed uh, by the hands of the Lord uh, in many ways, in more ways than one. Uh, and that's wonderful to hear, especially the fact that your husband got you into Bible prophecy. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it is really quite something. And um, we'll we'll ask you about your rapture dreams in a little while too, because okay. we're, we're interested in hearing about those for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we, we really, we really, focus primarily on this channel of course number one jesus christ right uh but one of the reasons for uptime is we do believe that we are coming very close to the time of the end to the time of jacob's trouble coming out of the from the age of grace into uh, the time of jacob's trouble which is not meant for us Mm -hmm. um so could you just uh, explain uh, how you how you became uh how you understood, I know it was through your husband, mm-hmm. but how you took this whole area of Bible prophecy and applying, applied it to your ministry. How, how did you, how did you get a go about doing that? It was an easy transition for you to, to start discussing this stuff on YouTube. Well, I had a YouTube channel for years and I had tried sharing devotions for women and just reaching out uh, with scripture. Scripture is such a priority for me. I I feel like there is a famine in our land when it comes to the Bible, <laughs> as far as the Bible being taught and, and people reading the Bible and that sort of thing. So I always uh, focus on presenting scripture when I share. And so, uh, like I said, I had tried doing that on YouTube and I, I wasn't really getting a whole lot of response, but I maintained the channel and would share here and there. Uh, but then when COVID came and I started that Bible study, that just kept me on a regular schedule of sharing. And so some of the ladies that had already been involved with my ministry just kind of came along with me. And did that study. But then, you know, there are so many others that haven't. I I would have to say in some ways, it still kind of feels like I have my YouTube channel uh, subscribers, you know, that audience. And then I have another audience that, you know, I teach Bible studies and things, too, because they haven't completely overlapped. But on my website, you know, I have all of the information shared there so people can come along if they're interested. Yes. And I'm going to share uh, that website right now. Um, Mm -hmm. So this website is, is proclaiming him to women.com. Correct. Yes. So that is your website. Um, 
and it's it's great that you are ministering to other women, uh, specifically in the area of Bible prophecy. Mm. Uh, what a what a blessing and an opportunity for other like-minded believers and women in Christ to uh, to share uh, to learn and mm. uh, obviously to share and grow with you on on this topic. So, uh, brothers, feel free to unmute yourselves at any point to uh, you know uh, ask any questions for Emily before we continue. There you go. I'm interested in the rapture dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I knew that was going to be. Give us your favorite one, the one that's really uh, the most profound one to you. Well, I would have to say probably the fourth dream that I had was just maybe the most fascinating to me because it all of them have been very vivid. This was probably the longest one that I had. And uh, I just, I remember I could see a pathway in the dream and it was kind of going downhill. And then I saw some very interesting creatures. Some of them I didn't even recognize. I, I wasn't even aware of what they were. The first one was kind of a disturbing sort of creature that looked sort of like an owl. And then uh, as the dream progressed, I uh, saw a very beautiful white creature that as I researched later, trying to discern maybe what kind of creature this was, it, it looked a lot like a snow leopard. So I saw a picture of that online and um, further on into the dream, I could see a scroll, like a, a golden sparkling type scroll unfolding from heaven. And I, I honestly don't even know what all of these things mean, but I have just shared them uh, because it's interesting when you hear other people saying, oh, I had a similar kind of dream or uh, I think they're encouraging for people to hear about the I don't have them a lot. So I'm not just trying to have these dreams every night. So I think that almost uh, gives more support to them. It's like God just kind of gives them to to mm -hmm. me here and there. And they're very vivid. They're very real. It's like, I just, I can hear things. I can feel things. I can feel things like the movement of the yeah. air. I mm -hmm. can, um, you know, one, another dream that I had was just a very bright white light. And it was very brief. I almost didn't even really think it was a rapture dream, but uh, that I had somebody share that, that they had something similar. So those are a couple of examples. Yeah, that's uh that sounds about right. Because mm -hmm. it's been my experience and experience of, of, of chronicling these things for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, my experience has when uh, when the Lord wants to show you a dream, you will remember it, man. It's mm -hmm. amazing. I mean, I dream. I'm a great dreamer. I, you <laughs> know, I just go right into dreams. And my wife, she hardly ever dreams. Okay, yeah. but me, I'm a dreamer. I mean, my eyes, I get a little bit nauseous. I get not nauseous, but a little bit drowsy. And it's just like things start moving, you know. Mm -hmm. But the problem is I forget most of it, almost 99%. But when the Lord gets my attention, he dials me in. I never forget this one dream I had. I was on top of a high mountain. I was like dreaming, dreaming. All of a sudden, everything just stops. Mm -hmm. Everything just stops. And it just, it's a white cloud. Everything just clears open. And I'm like. This is a dream. This is a vision, like a dream, vision within a dream. Cause it became so clear, so calm. Mm -hmm. And I was on top of this high mountain 
And then I started I started going up to the right side of the mountain, and I just descended really slowly off the side of this mountain, and I landed in this lake. Hmm. And I felt the water going in, and all these other people were in this lake. And and from that point there, the rapture resurrection happens, and I see all these people, including myself, just like explode, look like a nuclear explosion out of the water. Wow. And uh, but the thing, the, the thing was, it was so clear. I I, I was like one hundred percent focused. I'm looking around like this is a vision, a dream vision. Mm. Okay, it's so clear, and I am very aware mm. of what's going on, where mm-hmm. I can remember everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is from the Lord. That's those are always a blessing. And you know what? They come. You sit there and pay attention. Please, Lord, give me one. Give me one. Give me one. You know, you, he might you might get one, but usually it comes after you stop asking and you stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you off guard, right, Michael? Yeah, yeah. I was getting ready to say that's exactly right. I mean, it's always something that's completely off guard, and it's something you're not expecting. It just happens, and mm-hmm. um, and I've I actually was talking to my wife about that, and I was like, man, you know. How do you how do we how do you learn a dream from the Lord versus just a normal dream? And yeah, we have them extremely vivid, beyond vivid. You know, you like you were saying, you can. I've had same types of dreams where I literally could feel the the heat of the sun beating on my skin. It was so real, you know. And um, I'll never forget stuff like that. But also, they're very unexpected. There's some kind of just sense in the spirit that you get that I, I can't really describe it. That kind of cues you off. But um, sometimes they just happen in a time i would say that mostly just doesn't make sense and um the very first dream i ever had and um i I never forgot it it was the very first dream the lord gave me and it was actually hang on let me do some calculations real quick probably about seven years before i was born again and um i'll never ever ever forget it i'm not sure if i ever mentioned this one on this channel or not but uh, I came out of the, this is how I know it was from the Lord, guys. So, so I don't want to glorify this, but I was right in the army stuff and I was drinking and I, I had drunk, drank myself to sleep, right? And, um, that's how it's so crazy because you just, it's like, wow, that you were in that state and you had that dream. It's like, yeah, God had a message, you know, and I'll never forget it because I came out of the mouth of a cave and, I was walking in the water. It was about shin high. And I looked in front of me and there was three massive boulders. And on the center boulder, there was a man sitting there. And um, I remember I just, it was just the most beautiful scenery. The sky just looked so supernatural and it was so real. And I remember him sitting there and just for no reason, I remember climbing this boulder and I sat right next to him and I scooted up to him and he just started talking to me and he was so loving and kind. And he was, he was like, Michael, you know, he, he asked me a question. He went this whole, th- this, that I'm not going to get into, but he asked me if I was ready. And I remember looking at him and I said, no, I- I'm too afraid. I'm not ready yet. And I'll never forget that because I was like, I always think about that. I'm like, man, I wish I could go back in time and be like, yes, yes, Jesus. But uh, I remember looking at his skin and I couldn't quite tell you. It didn't quite look normal. And this is, like I said, seven years or so before I was born again. And I remember when I read the book of Revelation and I looked up and it said his skin was like burnt bronze. 
it, for some reason, I feel like the Holy Spirit just brought that dream into remembrance. And I was like, what does burnt bronze look like? So I went into Google and I typed in burnt bronze and it was the exact same tone that I remember seeing in the dream. And I got chicken skin all over the place. I'm, I'm getting it right now. Just talking about, it. I was like, Oh Lord. I was like that. You've, you've been there for forever, like way before I could ever even imagine you were always there. And if, if you guys don't mind, I kind of wanted to segue this into something that was really unique that just happened. And, um, if you guys don't mind, it's very interesting and you can take it for what, what you will. But, uh, have you ever had those moments when you're, you, you kind of look at something and you think you see something, right? You think you see it, but you're not quite sure. And then I put something on the screen, sure. Greg. And, um, but this was different. This was different. Okay. So this is photoshopped. Okay. That picture of Jesus. And it wasn't the ex- this exact picture. I just didn't want to because of semantics and everything that goes on with the photos. But something really weird happened yesterday. I was walking into my daughter's room, checking on her and I was leaving. And as my head scanned across, I seen Jesus, a, a picture of Jesus on the wall. And it was so real. I was like, what? When did we get that? And I double took and I looked back and the, we, it wasn't a picture of Jesus. Cause I was like, I knew we didn't have that. It was this picture. And I was like, no way. Wow. How <laughs> crazy is that? I've never had that happen, guys, in my life. And I was like, what? And then when I looked and it was the lion, I was like the lion of the tribe of Judah. And when really? Emily brought up that Jesus, you know, she feels he's, he's with us and he's always with us. I was like, cause I was, you know, I've been in pretty deep spiritual warfare, as brother Bob mentioned before, the more you push, the more the enemy pushes back. And, um, I've been, you know, praying and praying and I just felt like the Lord was just saying like, Hey, I'm there. I'm with you. I'm mm-hmm. with you through this fight. And uh, I just want to share that because it was so mind blowing. And, and like mm. I said, I've never, you know, I thought I've seen something, but I've never seen something so clear that made me, even in my thoughts as I was turning to refocus on the picture, I was like, when did we get that picture of Jesus on the wall? <laughs> you know, and then I looked and it wasn't Jesus, it was the lion. I was mm. like, man, that's, that's wild. But I, wow. I just want to share that real quick. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, brother. That's amazing. That's really incredible. <laughs> My goodness, yep. isn't our God not an awesome God? Amen. Amen. Wow. Uh, what was that was just put up there? Uh, did one of you put that there? Uh, was that a comment from someone? Yeah. So you had a vision. God bless you. That was a vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw something that wasn't there and you weren't asleep. So mm-hmm. visions are visions are what you see when you are awake. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. They can be frightening because <laughs> it's something. Yeah, it's oh. like there, and you're like, "What? I know this can't be actually there." Yeah. And um, I've only experienced those a few times, but I don't like talking about those ones. <laughs> yeah, I've had my share of those too. Not f- not fond of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're definitely different. What do you think, brother John? Well, I think it's amazing to see how God is acting right now. We're in the last days. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been told many times, Act 26, 24, <laughs> uh, not Festus, but other people say, you must be mad, right? Studying like this. 
No, the Bible tells me to do so. Second Timothy 2.15, to study. It's mm-hmm. not a, if you will, if you wish, if you, you should. It's a command. It's a commandment. It's you should study. You should study to show thyself approved. So no, some people would say you study too much and you will start to see things and maybe it's your brain working like this and make you think or you drink too much coffee at night or anything like this. Well, I'm sorry, but if you stay close to the Lord, expect him to answer a few things of your brain there that you're requesting. And don't forget, don't forget that the Holy Spirit inside you will uh, with with um, groaning not that you cannot utter will pray the Holy Ghost, will pray the Spirit and bring you some answers to your prayers, even though you haven't prayed for them. So it's great that you uh, you can have visions like this. Um, I'm not a big dreamer. I, I didn't really have good dreams that I, like I could share like this. But these things are there. They're biblical topics. It's there. So some people are more uh, receptive for, uh, so maybe it's my fault <laughs> if I don't have dreams. Um, <laughs> <All right. laughs> that could be the, the reason for. <laughs> um, but it, I believe these things are being shown right now because we're in the last days. And like you said, Mr. Barber, all this is going like it's a swirl of all signs happening and now before we used to talk about signs happening every year or every 10 years now it's like the woman in travel it's every minute every hour every minute that you switch and you turn to news or you go to youtube bam there is something new that was not there an hour ago it's by the hour now that all those signs are appearing it's unbelievable last week we were talking about the lasers and stuff like this Mm-hmm. Israel Israel got the technology now. It, it, it's incredible how fast it goes. So I believe well, that God is showing things. Listen, we, we're coming up on a major convergence right now. Okay, this uh, this Revelation 12 sign, upcoming feast of trumpets. We have a we have a comment that's going to intersect it to highlight it too as well. And this thing is absolutely just exploding. And on top of everything that you're talking about there, John. Is uh, we are the world governments are preparing for something big, yes, okay. They are. And the fact I say it's a feast of trumpets, mm-hmm. you know, brother Michael, that dream you have about the lion, you know, you know, when a lion, Jesus being the lion of the tribe of Judah, okay, you know, it reminds me of the feast, day of the feast of trumpets, for example, okay, it's a day of blowing, it's a day of shouting, okay, Jesus descends with a shout, and we go up in a shout, okay. And you know when a lion takes control of his of his uh, what's that called the pride? All right, the lion will roar. The male lion will come. Will just roar if he defeats the, the other male, whatever. But he'll just roar, and then the other females that will follow him, they will roar together collectively, and then they leave with that lion. Okay, so that's another picture, like a picture of the rapture right there. Yes. You know, he descends with a shout, and we go up and meet him with a shout. Oh, you know. Man. So, so, I mean, all, all the typologies are there. I mean, there's so much here. I mean, like I said, overwhelming right now. Hey, man, it really yeah. is. 
Mm-hmm. I just want to bring one thing because Mrs. Wickham, there you were talking about the uh, women ministry and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. We do have study, but they're all men. I got no women because I don't have the expertise or, you know, right? So so this is great. I just want to say thank you for that. And, mm-hmm. of course, to a couple of my uh, lady friends or coworkers, I will uh, link your things because uh, I'm, I'm bold. I'm rough on the edge. So when I talk, I talk to men. And I'm okay with that. And if somebody says, uh, shut up, Frenchie, well, Frenchie will shut up. But uh, there's a way to talk with women. And um, I'm going to link that. Thank you very much because uh, I didn't know about your site. And now I will uh, make sure everybody got it. Thank you so much. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emily, you have just come off of a, another video you posted regarding the mark of the beast. Yes. Um, do you want to discuss a little bit of uh, of what your thoughts are on that? And uh, obviously, as, as someone who believes in pre-tribulation, you don't believe we're going to have to endure any of that or have to go mm-hmm. through any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on the mark of the beast and of course, uh, coming into that area of, well, we're we're saved by grace, yes. But during this period, right? There's the but. You take mm. that mark. There's no way of of coming back from that. You're not being. You're not saved. Isn't that That's correct? Right. Yes, uh, I think I was intrigued by the passage of scripture in Revelation where it talks about the seal of God, and I just. You know, you think about how Satan is such a deceiver and he's such a copycat trying to imitate things that God has already done. And so we learn in Revelation there that that God has a seal that he puts on the one hundred and forty four thousand. And, you know, then you read in chapter 13 about how the Antichrist and the false prophet are, you know, presenting this uh, mark of the beast and I think it's very interesting how we can actually see in the days we're living, how this could be implemented with the way technology has increased. I mean, years ago, it you could read that passage, but you couldn't really fathom how it could happen. But it truly makes sense. The Amen. way technology, it just keeps it just keeps accelerating so quickly. It's unbelievable. So I do agree with you. It's scriptural to say that, you know, if somebody takes that mark of the beast, then that's it. There's there's no salvation for them after that. No, that's right. that's right. And the King James Bible is done. The only Bible who says in the verse mm-hmm. in the hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the hand. That's the only version who talks about in the hand. Mm-hmm. Not on the hand, not by the hand, not in the forearm, not on your forehead. It's in yes. the hand or in the head. And yes. um, that's it. It's the uh, 17. Uh, yes. For his number of the man and his number is 663 score and six. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to look for this. Uh, as the pre-rapture believer, we should not be... Uh, 
taking the mark. Uh, will we have to deal with it? I don't know. But last week I was talking. It's barely the same thing as uh, the banks now. The, if you come open an account with us, we're going to give you a, a new tablet, iPad or something like this. Mm-hmm. So they're going to attract people. If you bring your money here, if you do this, we'll give you a lower mortgage rate or something. And then you can accept, you can have the mark, not the mark. They're going to say the chip or whatever they call it. And then you will be on the new system with the new, uh, the new currency and everything. Yes, Revelation 13, uh, mm-hmm. 17, 18. That's what it is. So they're going to attract people. But then I believe that the rapture will happen because I'm a single guy. I can let myself die of, of, of uh, just because I don't want to get the mark. I won't eat, but uh, I can. But can you imagine a, a, a father, family of four, with the wife and all the kids and the wife say, well, you better take the mark. We're starving. The kids are crying. That's going to be hard not to take the mark. So I don't think we're going to have to take decision like this and to go through as pre-rapture. Right. The mark of the beast is definitely something that comes mid-trib. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a mid-trib event. The mark of the beast is uh, chapter 13 revelation is clear that the image shall speak and cause it. It shall speak and cause all, both small and great, free and poor, rich and mm-hmm. to receive a mark in the right and forehead. So we don't have an image. For, we don't have a third temple built. We don't have a holy of holies there. We don't have an image that the people have built unto the beast that has not risen yet. Yeah. So, and there's no false prophet asking everybody to build this image. Okay. So the mark of the beast is not here yet. But I believe there are runner-ups for it. Though. I mean, they're conditioning everybody. They're, they're, they're putting the feeler gauges out right now to see how they're going to manipulate that plane and navigate it when they finally release that. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and, and my numbers, what, what the Bible shows that those, the people who are, the number of people that are actually going to face the mark of the beast is a small percentage of people. Because mm-hmm. before that mark is released, you have all these people that die, at least two thirds of the earth that perish during the uh, first three and a half years mm-hmm. of the tribulation by the hands of the four horsemen and the sixth seal. Okay. So a lot of people are going to die without even taking that mark. Yeah. Okay. And then you have 5 billion children removed from the earth at the rapture resurrection. Okay. So the people that will face the mark of the beast, you know, I could be wrong, but I think those people mainly are going to be those in the middle East because the Middle East, what it's all about in the Middle East is uh, worship. They're all about yeah. the gods over there. Here in the Western nations, we don't care about gods, except one, Jesus, all right? Mm-hmm. So, but over there, they're all about their gods in all those countries for the most part, okay? So that's where the whole worship comes in. But you can see right now, for example, America. America is returning to a wilderness state right now, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like it was back 2,000 years ago almost mm-hmm. when the Age of Grace was first started when the when the uh, 70 year prophetic timeline of Daniel was paused at the 69th week. At that point, 2000 years ago, right here in America is a wilderness. And you know what? It's going back to a wilderness. Okay. And it's going to get a lot worse over here. Okay. Yeah. So I see them implementing like the CBDCs. Okay. They're going to put a chip in your hand and do all that stuff. Yeah. But I still don't, if, if there is no image proclaiming, hey, take that mark so that you can buy or sell, you know, before they put out that chip, that's still not the mark of the beast. Because biblically, 
-hmm. that image has to make that declaration. It has to make that decree. Yes. And there has to be a Revelation 14 angel at the exact same time to make things fair, Michael. There has yep. to be a four, Revelation 14 angel saying, hey, do not take that mark or you'll suffer the, the same yep. wine glass of wrath. You know, it's, it's up there. He's saying it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Yep. It's not here That's yet. Right. Yeah. CBC and I, I like what mm -hmm. Yeah. Got to make Sorry. it fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love what you said about the preconditioning. And I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen this, and I'm not sure if you want to pull that up, Greg, but when we're talking about preconditioning, we do you guys remember Amazon's Palm Scanner? Mm -hmm. And if you guys are able to actually see it on the screen on the far right-hand side, look what shirt he's wearing. This yeah. is a Amazon Palm Scanning advertisement and instructional thing through yeah. i guess through the news channel but look at the look at the predictive programming and the mental conditioning yeah. that's taking that's place the there from flair to music yeah you have a baphomet like creature right there with yeah. the pentagram and he's oh, using his is. palm to pay for the contactless yeah. payment so you can see how it's in your face yeah. that hey this is exactly what's coming and they're showing us they're showing yeah. people you what make this up. you yeah you can't make it up it's like wow out of every you know and greg you know this um from your your previous workings that whenever in in probably youtube bob whenever your guys are making a a video or a film where you're setting some up, even if it's something like this for a commercial, everything has a purpose and a place. Oh, sure. From the lighting, the music, the setting, the colors, you know, Wardrobe. there's even, yep, yep everything, mm -hmm. there, everything. So it is no accident that that you're man right. is wearing Ooh, right. that shirt no, on this accident. particular set during this uh, filming here. I think that's absolutely staggering. And then when I seen that, uh, it's just forever. I always remember it. So when people bring it up, I'm like, wow, can you believe that they're so overt with this? Yet people still don't want to believe. But on a good note, I will tell you that uh, when we were doing some going around and getting supplies, we were at a Dollar Tree. And there was uh, the lady who was checking us out, and she was really sweet. She's like, you know, we're in the end days. <laughs> it's like, whoa. I was like, yeah, we are. And uh, it's funny because she had a big old line behind us and uh She's like, she was talking about how, you know, she's like, people just don't want to believe it. And I was like, yeah, it's like the days of Noah, right? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, but guess what? They didn't believe him either. <laughs> you know? And uh, it was so amazing, though, because, guys, this is like the maybe third person I've come across in, in the just out shopping who's just openly just like, let's let's tell everyone, you know, it doesn't matter what they say. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. I have not seen anything like this. Until just the last, or last about last two months, I've been starting to notice it more and more. We even pulled up to a Burger King, and the manager—it was—it blew my mind. It, it, he gave us our food, and he, I heard him talking, and the window was open, and he's like, "You guys better get right with Jesus." He's like, "It's," he's like, "It's almost over," and he was the manager. I was like, "Good for wow. him," you know, <laughs> yeah, preaching, okay. preaching to his employees, you know. I was well, like, "That's so moving. awesome." Man. Yeah, I've never seen anything like this, and I'm seeing it all the time now. At least here, I don't know what it's like in, and you. I mean, we do live in the Bible Belt here in, in Southern Indiana, <laughs> but you know, it's it's pretty wild, guys. It's really refreshing yeah, it to see that. Yeah, you know, especially when we see that final sign, because as we get closer to the trumpets, 
I believe there's going to be more and more. I mean, we go day to day, and every single day, like I said, new things are being revealed every day. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, I, I think I think I have enough enough content here to last me a while, and all of a sudden it's, it just keeps on pouring. And we talked about before, you know, Noah and his family when they went into that ark, the door closed. When that door closed behind them, they probably looked back and like that thing's closed. Who closed that door? Well, the Bible said God closed. I go, God that's a closed that door. door. They got yep. cranks and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. That door weighed about two thousand yeah. pounds. Okay. Oh yeah. So God closed it. Woof! Closed <laughs> that door, and they're like, they probably startled all the animals on the ship. Yeah. So, with that in mind, you, if you saw something like that, Greg, were you like, yeah, something's coming. It's about to happen. <laughs> you know, and just like Lot and Lot yeah. and his family, two angels. In your house, showing up, they take you outside, they blind everybody, then they drag you across the city and out of the city. Do you think? Do you think at that point? Well, they probably got another thirty days, maybe five more years. No, you knew something was coming. Elijah, mm-hmm. they knew he was leaving. So this this whole typology of the rapture and escape from wrath is all in the Amen. Bible, and everybody that escaped that wrath yeah. knew that it was at hand beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's not. It's not like no one knew the day or hour. They're like, it's here. It's like in a day or two or three. So I'm wondering, what what's going to be our door slam on the ark? Yeah. What's exactly. going to be our door slam? Because I want to know. Because when it yeah. happens, we're all going to know, and we're all going to be going to McDonald's and yelling at everybody. You better get right with me. Okay? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, it's so amazing when you think about the typology with Noah. You know, because as he's building the ark, it's accessible. Right. And he was a picture of a typology of righteousness. And one thing that I thought was really interesting and I was like, wow, you know what he created on, on the ark? Dwelling places for mm-hmm. the animals where, you know, <laughs> so Jesus, you know, he goes to prepare a place for us. And it's so amazing because as that whole timeline finished up, like brother boss said, and the door slams, it makes you wonder because he was warned, right? They were told, well, they were told to get on the ark. So it makes you wonder what, what that, it's going to entail for us. But I just love that with the typologies and the dwelling places. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, that's so amazing. It's like, God, oh, you're sure. so cool how you do that. Yeah. And think about the mockery. How many years was Noah building that ark? One and yet they, they laughed at him. They, they scoffed him. Uh, you know, they were, these people were saying, what is this loon doing? Uh, there's, there's no rain coming. There's nothing that's going to cause this to happen. A major flood. Are you out of your mind? You know, oh, put I that, know. put that same, you know, put us in that same boat, right? Quote unquote. Uh, so to speak and say, listen, look at these people up online telling us some, some rapture is going to happen. You're going to be caught up, whisked away before a uh, great tribulation. Uh, yeah, because we've been saying it for for quite some time. Yeah, people will yeah. scoff and say, "Well, where's the coming? Where's this coming of the Lord that you speak of?" Well, mm. yeah, it, it's coming, but He has patience. You know, He's He's uh, He's not He's abounding in love, right? Slow to anger, abounding in Amen. love. This is for your benefit, folks. <laughs> that He's not <laughs> here yet. That this didn't happen yet. Okay, so listen, it's coming. Yeah. Regardless, Second Peter three three three, it's coming. Even if there is coffers, we don't care. It's yeah. coming, and we we're we're going to see it like big time. 
Yeah, I hear scoffers. I don't even. I don't. It doesn't even bother me anymore, man. Yeah. Right <laughs> my, just, you know, because I'm yeah. like, wow. As I, I feel, I'm so privileged, and everybody, I feel so yeah. privileged, and everybody should feel so privileged. Yeah. Those of you who are watching right now, you're watching the biggest event in the world world history outside of the death, burial, resurrection of our Savior. Yes, sir. World mankind. Yes. This is the biggest event in history in the world coming yes right and here's the thing um i was talking to aaron and today we've got a minute yeah and we we're talking i was like you know we're, we're, we're i'm watching this video i made that video talking about the child asteroid coming through mm-hmm. the revelation 12 mm-hmm. sign that uh that pastor patrick uh brought to us that once they found it and he sh- showed it coming through the revelation 12 sign at the feast of trumpets okay so representing the uh, Revelation 12 sign, the birth of the child, the birth of the man-child. And uh, we see all that stuff coming. And um, I told Brother Aaron, you know, how many people know about that? Okay, because I look at the video I made, and it has a lot of views. I think it has like 150,000, 160,000 views. Okay, but I go to um, Pastor Patrick's channel, hour, an hourly watch. Um, it probably has usually on average about thirty-five to forty-five thousand views. Okay, so after that, pretty much, uh, we're pretty much the only few talking about. It. Robert Breaker talked about it a few times. Yes, but you—that's it, John. We're only seeing about one hundred fifty thousand, basically. Maybe maybe people people downloaded and shared it. So let's say two hundred thousand people yeah. actually know about that sign, that sequence. Yes, the Feast of Trumpets. Out of eight billion, okay, what's the percentage there? I was like point zero 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 one percent. Okay, a tiny inkling, you can't even spot it. You no. know, if a group of us were in the midst of this crowd, you wouldn't be able to see us. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. there's so few of us. So the fact yeah. that all of you are watching this right now, you are part of that the that elite. Okay, <laughs> the yep. Christian elite watching. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wonder how many people in heaven that know about that they're like i wonder how many people on earth know about that you know it's like man only two hundred thousand. that's it who are these people <laughs> down here that know about that you know who are these right. watchers yeah you know yeah it reminds well, me of uh the brother breaker i was watching one of his videos today about the the constellation uh yeah. and everything that's going on and yeah i liked that yeah yeah i liked how he was talking well um this one with the one he was talking about don't look up now, I've never seen yeah. that movie, but he mentioned it. And I thought it was really interesting because the whole premise of the movie from what he, what I gathered from him was that there was all these signs in the heavens that something was coming down to destroy the earth. Yeah. And they kept trying to spew propaganda, the fake oh, yeah. news and everything to try to keep people from looking up. And he said in the movie, there was a couple of people who would look up and they were like telling everyone, you just got to look up and you can see what's taking place and i thought that was a very fitting uh a very fitting line to bring in because i was like man that's exactly what's going on you know god put the stars in the sky for us to be able to see and know what's going on and a lot of people just don't want to look up you know and of course the enemy has infiltrated and has the diversion into what is it astrology so then a lot of Christians become afraid because they don't want to practice divination and things of that nature. And it's like, it has totally nothing to do with that, guys. Looking at the stars and see what God's doing, because he's the one that put them there to begin with for signs, times, and seasons, right? And we know mm-hmm. what's going on. Very true. 
Yeah. And the enemy takes what God is, you know, what's meant Mm -hmm. for God and counterfeits it. He uh, hijacks it. Uh, It's what he's done. It's what he does with creation, right? He can, he himself can't create. So he's jealous, right? Uh, He wants to, he wants to obviously be worshiped. Obviously the angels want to be worshiped. Um, But Emily, uh, yeah, let's hear a little bit from you as well. I mean, in terms of your, um, there was a question for for you here. I want to bring it up. Okay. Um, let me just bring it up for you. I know we we do questions once in a while. Usually we bring them at the end, but this was such a good question. Oh. <laughs> uh, question for Emily: What's your favorite Bible prophecy that is the most encouraging to share with your lady ladies groups? Oh goodness, Amen. that's a good question. I think talking about the rapture is a highlight for me. Just um, reading these verses in First Thessalonians where it talks about how the Lord is going to descend. And, you know, we're going to hear the shout and the trump and and we're going he's going to raise the dead. And those of us who are alive are going to be caught up together with him in the air. It's incredible to imagine that. I can't even really picture that. But I love to share that. And I think that it gives such comfort and hope because a lot of women, a lot of people are not hearing this taught. They're not hearing this preached about in their church. And so we need to be sharing these truths. They're, you know, it's, it's so important. It has given me such comfort throughout the last few years with what we have experienced with COVID and just all the weirdness in the world, it's just getting worse. I have never seen anything like it. And I've had this comfort because God has taught me from his word what's coming. And so it it hasn't seemed as scary as it probably has for other people, if that makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does make yeah. sense. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for answering mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. Es- so. You wrote about Esther oh. and man, that just, I love that book. That's my wife loves Esther. <laughs> I'll have to point her over to your channel and yeah. it's so amazing. And one thing about Esther that I love is that, that, that bridal picture. And then um I love how when Mordecai is like, you know, if you don't choose to step to the plate, I'm just paraphrasing guys that salvation can come through another. And she's like, if I perish, I perish. And I think that embodies what the faith that we should have as the body of Christ, you know, that no matter what he slay me yet, I will trust in him. And when I think about Esther in that moment, it always gives me chills because I'm like, man, that's such a powerful, powerful woman and powerful picture. And Mm -hmm. I just love that. It's so Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. If I perish, I perish. It's basically the same thing as we say right now for us. Lord, come on, let's get on with it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And if we're, we're going to go. If I go, I go. But Lord, this is it now. Come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that we have no trust in ourselves, right? Nope, it's all no, about the finished work. work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, that's so amazing. It's like, wow, you know. When, when you realize that, and it's amazing because I love how, you, uh, Emily, we were talking about sanctification and how it's a mm-hmm. process. And that's something that has been just, I wish there was more t- 
preaching and teaching about that because a lot of people, you know, like you said, they, they, they either have something dramatic or maybe they don't have mm-hmm. something dramatic change. And, and, you know, and then you have all this other group that's saying, Oh, well, you know, yada, yada, you're doing this or yada, yada, you're not, you're not reading your Bible like you should. And, and it's, it's crazy because it, then it starts going and back into works, right? And we know the substance is through faith and uh, that sanctification, how the Lord gets you to where you're going to be. And I encourage everyone that's listening today. If you ever feel discouraged, if you ever feel like the enemy is saying that, hey, you're, you're the same person and you're always going to be the same person, I encourage you to remember and to think back way before you had your encounter with Christ, right? And how different truly life has become. And I remember the Lord actually exhorted me to do that once because I was starting to get beat up by the enemy and he was putting all those thoughts like you're just the... You're no different. You're the same guy. And I was, and I remember the spirit of the Lord just putting that thought into my mind to remember, Michael, remember. And I started thinking, I was like, I'm nothing like I used to be. And every day is a new day that puts me further away and further more like Jesus and less like me. And to be used by the Lord, it's such a beautiful thing. And I, I really admire that about your, your, your desire, Emily about mm-hmm. wanting to be a vessel that's used by the Lord because that that's that's all of our, the call of our hearts, right? We just want to be used by the Lord. Yes, thank you. It, it is. It's all about him. I mean, we really have nothing <laughs> to bring to the table. But when we respond to the Holy Spirit and we follow his leading, it 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 makes a difference. It really does. Amen. And it, it's hard. I mean, it can be scary. I'm a, I'm a very timid person by nature and it's hard for me when I sense the spirit directing me to speak to somebody, to a stranger in public. Like I am ashamed to say there are so many times I have just turned around and, and gone the other way and I have not followed through, but there have been some times where I have obeyed and God blesses that. And it's, you know, we just, we're just all pieces. We're just, we're all part of the body of Christ. And together we are accomplishing what God's plans are. And, and it's really special to think about it that way that, you know, God has a plan for each of us and, and I'm not you and, and you're not me. And yet he has a special role for each of us. And if we are obedient, it's going to make a difference for God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I, that's happened to me too. And, uh, you know, that's, it's really a shame when it happens. Uh, I was at the pharmacy yeah. once and I seen someone that had a Freemason hat on and, um, it was an old man and I felt like the Lord, I just literally felt the words go up to him and tell him that if he continues to follow that path, it's mm-hmm. going to lead straight to hell. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I backed down and I just, I was like, oh man, you know, now what's going to happen to this guy, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think about that, but you know, I just have to give it to the Lord and, and pray that he sent another, just like an answer story. We pray pray for them. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to start doing some more questions here since we have so many questions here. We do have a lot. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Yes. Oh, this one here, it says, is Emily of the Wickhams in San Diego, California, the Maranatha Chapel in her church? Um, I think they're talking about like the, the Wickham family, like Phil Wickham, 
Are you related to him or not? Not that I'm aware of, but um, maybe some distant relation. <laughs> yeah. I like his music. He's great. Great. Music. Oh, he is. He's fantastic. I, and I do have a very uh, gifted musician for one of my children. <laughs> but yeah, not that I know of. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, let's see right here. What do y'all think? Rapture this year or next year likely? You know what? Mm. Looks good for this year. <laughs> if we go to next it year. Looks good for any time. Any time yeah. this year is fine with me. <laughs> a lot of numbers. <laughs> if you talk to Aaron, I got a minute. Yes. All the numbers and uh, Dr. Barry Aw, oh, yeah. all the numbers start to just like bleh, oh, yeah. after this year. Because they uh, they all start they're no they're no longer tight they're loose mm. you know mm. twenty thirty and all that stuff like that so yeah um, if it doesn't happen this year okay because I know we've been here before folks because there's such an incredible alignment last year and the year before that and the year before that you know and but you know what the information that's coming out now with this Revelation twelve sign. You know, um, I think, did, did I say that already? What would have to happen next if this doesn't take place? Did I say that already? No. Uh, yep. if, if this is not it, then what would be the actual Revelation 12 sign? An actual woman, you know, maybe the auroras make a woman in the sky. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what other sign will come after this. Because there's supposed to be a catching up on the man child that takes place. There's, there's a, there is a corporate group of people taken to God's throne from the earth. Okay. Yeah. When this sign takes place, not ten years after the sign, Bible says when this sign takes place, mm-hmm. and the stars fall from heaven. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but it sure looks good because we have a world government that's poised yeah. right now to bring a lot of hurt on this world, and the type of hurt they want to bring can only happen during the first, you know, four seals being opened. Mm-hmm. You know, the type of hurt okay. they want to bring. It's getting very you know, dark. Mm-hmm. It's getting darker it by the minute in yes. this world. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, before we go to the next question, Bob, uh, so a qu- question for Emily. Uh, mm-hmm. This is coming from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of your children, uh, how mm-hmm. uh, how prone are they to understanding Bible prophecy? Are they pretty much up with you on that and your husband? Um do they have their own viewpoints on, on where we are today? How do they, how are they handling um, your uh, viewpoints on this? Mm. Yes, thank you for asking. I I think that I would say three out of the four, I, all of them know where we stand on it, and mm-hmm. I, I think one of them might have a little bit of a different belief as far as the timing of the rapture. Mm-hmm. Um, that may have changed in the, you know, in recent times, but mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit challenging. And I, and I can uh, sympathize yeah. with them in a sense because they are in their twenties and they're just kind of starting in life and, and they have this desire to live their dreams and have their life. And, and so mm-hmm. I think it's just, they're in a different place. Than I am, and like I said, I, they know where I stand. They know where my husband and I stand, but it's not something that we talk about all the time. Um, but some of them I can talk about it with 
more often than others. And um, they definitely see uh, when, when we have those conversations with the ones, you know, certain children, they can see what's going on. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just very sobering. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they do see what's going on. I couldn't imagine um, putting our heads in the sand, so to speak. Uh, and I'm not just speaking about your children, but, you know, people in general, right. and especially our own, my own loved ones, uh, you know, family, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to understand how they can't see these events mm-hmm. that are taking place right now and yeah. and not have an idea or something in them that's saying that maybe perhaps there is something really terrible that's about to take place. Mm-hmm. And perhaps this thing that maybe that Greg has been speaking of about for, for some time is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And this Bible prophecy is true. It's accurate. And it's, it's coming, uh, you know, very soon. The, the, the whole, uh, time of Jake's trouble, uh, Jesus' return. Yes, it's all coming, and it is true. It is the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. In a world near you. Mm-hmm. Amen. There's a question for Emily. It says, what's your favorite Bible prophecy that is the most encouraging to share with your lady groups? Well, uh, I think we did this one. Yeah, this one we did. I'll yeah, sorry. We, uh, delete it. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you that. for asking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's get rid of that. Okay. All right. Let's do another one. All righty. Let's see. There's uh, a fun one. Do you think it will be seconds between the dead in Christ and those alive or a delay? Mm-hmm. Okay. The Bible says in the moment of the twinkling of an eye, we change in the moment of the twinkling of an eye. So the changing of our corruptible putting on incorruption is 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 fast okay so that's the moment of twinkling of an eye but the gap of time between the dead rising and our changing and going up to meet them i don't know okay i hope there's a gap because i would like to honor them you know when they go up you know get you know and i think it's uh you know the people don't realize that, oh, the rapture, the rapture is going to wreck the world. It's not going to be the rapture. It's going to be the resurrection. They're getting mm-hmm. ready for the resurrection event. The resurrection is going to take this world down like you wouldn't believe. Oh, when yes. all those graves re- resurrect, exploding graves all over the world, people, billions of people entering into different, every orifice of the earth, going to everybody, showing themselves so many like they did at the re- at the resurrection of the saints at Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, okay? Mm-hmm. More than likely, they'll go show themselves to many, and then they'll go up. It's going to be, it, that's that that's the big event. Mm-hmm. The rapture has just got tying up loose ends at the end of it for the rest of us. We just poof, gone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so this, I hope there's a long delay. I hope there's a, I, I don't want it to be a day, <laughs> but I would, I would, uh, I would appreciate maybe, you know, fifteen minutes. I, I'll allow, I will allow that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. That's funny. Don't, yeah. don't, doesn't matter yeah. what I want. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I will allow uh, that guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I always thought that'd be amazing, too, that if we got transformed into our glorified body and had a chance to witness to others, I always thought that'd be such a cool thing. And mm-hmm. But who knows how it, you know, how it's going to happen. But uh, I've heard of quite a few dreams like that. So who knows? Maybe maybe something like that could happen. I mean, I don't know. But uh, it's a lot of speculation, but it's fun. It's fun to entertain the speculation because, you know, it gets us excited. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being excited for the Lord's return at all. Although some people want to say, you know, oh, well, it just lets people down and they get. But, you know, yeah, you might get downcast for like half a second, but then you're just like, all right, let's keep going, you know, because it's Jesus who keeps pulling us through. It's him that keeps mm-hmm. working that faith in us and the motivation. Cause guys, I can't, I can tell you, I can't motivate myself. You know, <laughs> you can ask my wife. <laughs> She'll be the person to tell you. I can't motivate myself. But when God gets me going, it's like, I can't stop going. You know, it's, it's amazing what Jesus can do. Cause you know, he works in us the will and the way. Amen. Amen. Question here from Caesar says, so what do you think about agenda 2030? Coming up on late September 24th this year, does it contribute to the rapture coming this year, coinciding with the Revelation 12 sign? I think it does. The Agenda 2030 is basically, I said this before, I'll say it again, is just Satan, it's Satan's uh, global development sustainable goals to sustain his kingdom against Jesus and the armies of heaven coming down here. Okay, that's what that's what that global sustain, uh, sustainable, de- 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 I can't even talk. Global sustainable development thing is for 2030. He's going yeah. to build an army of fallen angels, demons, robots, human beings genetically modified to the mark of the beast. And he's going to take this collective army and he's going to stand in the Valley of Jehoshaphat and wait for the, that cloud to break open for Jesus to come down here and evict him from power. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what he's trying to do right now. He don't care about what who has to pay the price or what happens to anybody. He just wants to mobilize this earth and fortify it so that way he can beat prophecy, defeat Jesus, and hold on to power and stay here on the earth forever. Okay? That's what he wants to do. That's what that's what the whole 2030 agenda is all about. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, of course, yeah. the rapture is we leave. We leave here at the beginning of the seven tribulation. We go up, and I think, Brother Michael, you're talking about this before where uh, – we go up there. We 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 do. Uh, we go up there for a bunch of different things. We go to wedding feast, lamb. We got the scroll open ceremony, but we're also yeah, doing training yeah. up there too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to be given our instructions of what to do, train for what we need to do. So when we come back down here to the earth, we have to police it. We have to know what we're doing. We got to know what what juris, what jurisdictions we have. What, what are we going to control? What do we do with people? You know, there's, there's this whole thing we have to train for. Okay, so I believe we're going to go up there and do some training, probably some fighting, who knows, okay, and train that as well, and then come back here and rule and reign with a rod of iron, the man child. Yep. Amen. Yeah, it's it's so exciting, and, and this, the, the sustainable development goal you're referring to, I definitely think that it's totally part of the beast system, and I was actually watching this crazy thing <laughs> it was on a, i can't remember exactly what it was but they were talking about using the alien deception and we all know about project blue beam and it, it really occurred to me because in this novel that they're referring to and talking about i wish i could remember the title of but they were saying how they're going to have a a alien deception but they're going to field a massive army right 
And I was like, oh, that makes sense because they're going to say that Jesus returning is just aliens coming to take over the world and mm-hmm. yeah, the, the transhumanism agenda and things of that nature. And that's probably what has to tie into that first half of the word that's going on right now. It's just a, a preconditioning for the idea that people can change into something different. Right. And that's when they're going to start bringing in the transhuman agenda. But it's 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 frightening. But I definitely believe that at the end of this, like Brother Bob was saying, I think we're going to be uh, we're going to be quite surprised uh, what's going on, what's going to happen when we return. And I'm looking forward to that. And um, I'll I'll never, you know, I know all these, but there's been a lot of bad people and people have done a lot of bad things and a lot of, you know, all that. But I can't wait to see the principalities and the powers that are behind these people that are really causing these horrible situations and scenarios. That's where I'm most excited about seeing judgment fall upon. And, you know, mm-hmm. Paul says, do you not know that, you know, you shall judge angels. And I think about that and I'm like, oh, Jesus, some of these principalities that's been behind some of the addictions that you broke me out of i can't wait to be in the the celestial courtroom when i get to see those you know demons of drugs and the demons of alcohol and demons of pornographic material i can't wait to see those players get what's coming to them amen to that (laughs) amen there's a message from Kathy and Emily. Emily, have you come up against any opposition to your ministry or teaching? Well, in the area of Bible prophecy, I definitely have. <laughs> Just, you know, some of the comments that I get, I'm sure you all get them too. I mean, these are people a lot of times who would say that they know the Lord as Savior and they can be really just ugly about things. Um, mm-hmm. And I've kind of, reach the point where you can almost sort of sense when people just want to argue and, and I'm not interested in arguing. I just want to share what God has taught me from his word. So I just put it out there and the Lord can do what he wants with it. I really treasure the Bible verse that talks about how God's word never returns void. So when we share these truths from scripture, God's going to use that and people might argue and people might come up, you know, just, you know, disagreeing with us. And that's okay because it's God's word. It's not ours. So. Yeah. I bet you, uh, let's see here. Uh, once saved, always saved. They'll argue about that. Pre-tribulation rapture. Definitely argue about that. Mm -hmm. Right, John? (laughs) Well, some will. Some do, and uh, this is this is a very fine-tuned topic because you got the mid-tribs, mid mid-tribber, post-tribber, pre-tribber. So sometimes it's a little uh, touchy subject, but the scripture is there. I mean, yeah. how can you how can you go against the scriptures? Right. You know mm-hmm. those people. Uh, I've seen them, and there, there's one guy in here in a comment section. I didn't have to ban him, but he was causing a lot of discord in here earlier. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was saying that the pre-tribulation rapture was not true. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. about Elijah coming down to protect 60,000 people. Where is that in the Bible? Um, you know, I don't know who he was. I, I don't think I think it was a troll. 
But uh, anyhow, uh, there you have those people that they're, and I've seen them on my channel a lot, and they want to go against the Antichrist. They want to go test their might in the mm-hmm. seventy tribulation. And God said, the Bible says that woe unto you who desires the day of the Lord. Woe unto you that desires that day, the day of darkness and gloom. Okay. Very true. Woe unto you because you're going to die and go to hell. Period. Okay. You're not saved. You're full pride. Okay. You want to do this on your own. So you'll die and go to hell. Okay. So, but there are people like that. They refuse to believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. If you read the Bible, rather divide the word of God. And key thing, key thing, Emily, you have mm-hmm. to have the indwelling Holy Spirit to be able to, you know, indwelling. discern the word. Yes. You need the indwelling mm-hmm. Holy Spirit to be, uh, be able to understand this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you, you could sit there. I've read this Bible, Emily, without the Holy Spirit, just reading it. And I'll get all scared. I'll jam it all together and be full of fear. And, you know, and I made those claims before I actually got saved. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was before I had the indwelling Holy Spirit. But once I got the indwelling Holy Spirit, when I, when I finally understood the concept of Jesus shed blood, that blood atonement at the cross to pay for my sin, atone for my sins, okay, mm-hmm. and the gospel of salvation, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Mm-hmm. Once I understood that, that, that our salvation is a gift from God that we receive by grace through faith, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, that we're sealed to the day of redemption, Ephesians 4, 30. There is our seal. Right, there's our seal. You talk about those being sealed during the tribulation. Okay, mm. but our seal is right now right. by grace through faith. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. It's really so awesome. amazing to think about the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. It's it's something I don't really focus on as much as I should because it's God Himself dwelling in his people. It's amazing. Amen. Mm-hmm. And think of the humility involved in that and tabernacling with us in these tents. I, I've often thought about this and and I thought about tents of Kedor and the songs of Solomon and how she says I'm dark and you know and lovely and and I thought about that and I remember one time I was like, Wow, what a what a beautiful spiritual principle because as we're around the sun, around the light and the righteousness of God it exposes just how much we really need him, right? We become darker and darker. And I was like, man, that's such a beautiful principle. And just to think about how Jesus, you know, how he's just there in us, right? Our bodies aren't, aren't complete. You know, we still have the the outward man that's still fallen. And yet there he is within us. It's, it's so profound that it it almost can, it just leaves you speechless. It's like, Mm -hmm. wow, Mm -hmm. God is so good because not only did he save us, while we're dead in our trespasses and sins, but he's indwelling us while we're waiting for the redemption of the purchased possession. I mean, how amazing is that? And, question from, and, mm-hmm, go ahead. Question from Michelle uh, to the panel. She's asking me about to the panel. Are believers who are not looking for the Lord still going in the rapture? I believe they are. Uh, we talked about them with Lee Brainyard. The person that has life, a sign of life within them. The heart's still beating, maybe one beat mm. per minute, but still have a sign of life. They have been born again and sealed. Mm. And that's where the argument comes. People don't understand what that spiritual seal is. Once you are born again and mm. sealed, all right, you've received the Holy Spirit. You're sealed to the day of redemption. Okay. Once that process is done, 
then that work continues until the rapture resurrection event where you receive the second half of your gift of salvation. First half is a spiritual sealment, mm-hmm. and then the second half is a body glorification to complete your three-part body, soul, and spirit. Okay, it's the whole gift for all three parts of you. Okay, that's the gift of salvation that we have. And like my sons, okay, my sons are saved, and they showed how much they love the Lord. They showed their faith, but they're not here making videos like me, Greg. They're mm-hmm. not here doing the work like me. They're not out there mm-hmm. preaching on the corner and say, you know, quoting first uh first Thessalonians 4, 16, 17, and first Corinthians 15, 51, 53, and all the other rapture verses. They're not doing that. So so not really watching for it, but they have that sign of life in them that qualifies them to be taken at the rapture because according to Romans 8, 10, 11, that qualification within you, the Holy Spirit within you changes your body from the inside out. Okay. Regardless of the works that you do in your flesh, but you go to heaven and stand at that judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. You won't be up there too long. Right, Michael? You won't be up there yeah. too long. You're saved by, you're saved by that fire. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you do that yeah. much work, but hey, you're here, amen. Right? Yeah, yeah. There is yeah, the people yes. and in in hospitals too that they're believers, but they might be out of it for some certain yeah. reason. They believe in the blood. They believe that their sin was washed away with the blood of Jesus Christ. But right now, they're not in a state of mind or physical mm-hmm. body to be watching and reading the Bible every day. But they're still mm-hmm. saved. Yeah, right. that's why I loved Brother Breaker standing versus state. Yes. I'm not sure if you guys remember watching that. Yes. I was like, man, that's such a that's such a great way to look at that. Yes. It makes it, it yeah, explains a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I believe that uh, we can see these people who are in the hospital and someone could make the argument, well, they're in that particular state. Uh they have an excuse, okay? Yeah. To answer something like that, we have to also remember that people are in diff- their different levels of their faith and their mm-hmm. faith walk, okay, as well. So uh, for someone who is uh, to be hot uh, for the Lord in a certain area, their version, you know, their version of hot may be a little different from another person uh, right yes. next to you, you know, how you define that specifically. Uh, it's true because it is, we do take it on a subjective, uh, somewhat subject- subjective scale as well, folks. So don't forget that. Um, everyone's in their their level of faith where they are in their faith walk. Some are, are uh, in their faith walk a lot faster, a lot quicker than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you can see an explosion. And and another person could say, well, what happened to this person? How come he's not over here? How come he's not at this level yet? Listen, folks, the Lord is working in those people individually Amen. on his time, mm-hmm. okay, in his timing, okay? They may be struggling in some areas, but that doesn't mean the Lord isn't faithful and is going to see them to the end of the completion, of course, as uh, Bob has stated. Yeah. And I love that because it's the truth. And you got to ask yourself, what, what, what's coming? What, where's that coming from when people will start doing things like that? And they're like, well, well, look at me. You know, I was sitting here doing faith pushups. What are you, what are you doing all day? You know, it's, it's just a, it's a spirit of pride that it comes from, you know, we should have love and compassion. Yeah, absolutely. We should. Amen. And it's, it's definitely important to, to keep that in mind. And I know that that's been something that, you know, early on, I, I had to come through a couple of hiccups with that. And then I was like, you know, I was like, I'd rather just bond and be of one mind and have the, the unity of the brother 
could, you know, between us and them and stand and plant that flag firm upon the gospel. And the Holy Spirit will totally bring them where they need to be. He'll bring me where I need to be. And um, I, I love to have camaraderie. I think I've mentioned that plenty of times on here. That's something that I searched my whole life for and I could never find it, you know, and um, I looked in all the wrong places. And then coming into the body of Christ, you know, I seen that there were some lapses and there's issues like that. But the overwhelming majority of spirit filled, you know, all the spirit filled born again believers, they, they love each other. And that's something that I think is important to always continue to love each other. And, and the different levels is so true because we have little children, you know, we have the, the young men and we have fathers. And you see these pictures throughout scripture, all throughout that shows you that there's different levels of maturity. And when the Lord, I think I mentioned that on here before, you know, the Lord showed me that, you know, we're all born just like in the natural and we all grow. We can't control that. We're going to grow no matter what, but we all have different levels of maturity because you can, you know, I've met elderly who are very immature and I've met young men who are very mature and, you know, so on and so forth. And I think those are amazing natural pictures that kind of helps understand that spiritual side. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so uh, important for us to always remember that our salvation is based on what Christ did for us, not on what we are doing <laughs> or not doing. And I think sometimes the focus gets so much on our actions and our behavior. It, it just takes us in the wrong direction. Amen. Well said. Well said. Amen. Yeah, because that's exactly right. And and it's easy to fall into that. And that's kind of when people start deviating into the works. And it's so yeah. easy to do. I have fallen into that trap. And by the grace of God, you know, he's pulled me out of it mm. and, and opened my eyes to it. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and remember, this is about me. It's not about you. And it, because I've learned how easy it is, it's something that you guys just have to stay on guard for and just be prayerfully discerning, you know, the motives yes. and what you're doing. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. This next question here is from Tyler. kind of plays into the same thing we've been talking about. It says, I've been struggling looking at yeah. bad imagery. I've been having trouble smoking with cigarettes, and I know that we are saved by his blood, but I get really convicted, and I'm horrified. Well, you shouldn't be horrified to lose your salvation, but you're being convicted because, according to uh, Ephesians 4.30, grieve not the Holy Spirit of promise, but you've been sealed to the day of redemption. Yeah. So when you sin, you're grieving that indwelling Holy Spirit that you've been rebirthed by. Mm -hmm. Okay, look, listen. That that that's the Holy Spirit automatically repenting every time yes. you sin, because it's just yeah. like my body. I was doing that demonstration. My body is designed to respond if I cause a pain, just like your spirit is designed to respond when you cause a pain. If I yes. hit my hand, I don't have to think about it to send that pain to my arm. It's automatic. I feel it. It's automatic, Amen. and that's what the Holy Spirit is with your spirit. It repents automatically when it gets hit. Amen. So basically you can grieve yourself in the Holy Spirit. If you want to do that, you're going to have a real painful, long trip to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. let's try not to sin so much, you yeah. know, yeah. but you're still sealed and, and your sin cannot undo that seal. No. Amen. Okay, even and Apostle it, Paul talked about that thorn in his side. Take yes, away the thorn. Yes. The Lord's like, you know, I need to remind you of this grace. My grace is sufficient. 
but take yep. away the thorn. I want to be super righteous, Lord. It's like, no, nah, you better hold on to that thorn. Can you start yeah. to get a little high and mighty there, Paul? Yeah, exactly, you know, so Bob. Hold on to that Amen. thorn. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's actually a strange kind of almost, I don't know if the use the word correctly here, but almost like it seems paradoxical. But it's like, wow, you know, the guy's using a thorn in the flesh in order to keep Paul humbled. Because what, what was he struggling with? He's struggling with pride. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that's the case for every single person. But uh, one thing that, I love how you, you made that analogy there, uh, brother Bob and something that's different. You know, when you, when you're born again and you have a new man, right? Conviction will drive you to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Condemnation will drive you away from Jesus. But when we are born again, the conviction, it's different. It's not condemnation. It's not pulling us from Christ. It's pulling us to Christ. So even though the devil meant those things for evil, but God is going to use that to bring you back to him and to his grace. And every time, and I can tell you, who getting chicken skin just saying it. I mean, it's just so amazing because Jesus is so good, guys. And I would be a, a horrible liar if I told you guys that I was perfect, you know. And and I've I've learned this. I've learned this from personal experience that God uses those falls to draw you closer to him. And the more you draw closer to him during those falls and when you get muddied up and, and you get received back into his grace and you feel the love of God surrounding you again, your love grows because those mm-hmm. who are forgiven much love, love much, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a growing experience in that sanctification. And it's something so unique that I yes. know you know what I'm talking about because I know you guys are born again and I know you've been there Amen. and you've, you've come through those situations and you're like, God, you're just, I love you, you know, yeah. because yeah. even though I've messed up, you still love me and you always will receive me. And that, that love that grows just breaks chains. It, it destroys the bondage and yes. you will get through it, but just seek his face seek the lord yes and that's the blood of christ once you believe you must trust the blood of christ i believe that jesus shed his blood for me okay are you trusting it yes now i trust it that's what hebrew 9 14 is okay how much more shall the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to god purge your conscience amen i love that one serve the living god right that's good (laughs) You gotta trust the blood. If you don't, yes. how much more? How much more can we say, right? Amen. Mm-hmm. I love it. Amen. Amen. And I just want to say I appreciate that distinction between um, you know, when the enemy is attacking us, it, it takes us away from the Lord. But when the, the spirit is convicting, it drives us to Jesus, like you Amen. said. You know, that Amen. is something that I am just in the last few months really recognizing that's again goes back to just this whole process of sanctification and growing and it's just something god has made me aware of because i have suffered probably my whole life with guilt and with the enemy just you know just taunting me and tormenting me with thoughts and it has helped me so much to put on the armor of god and in particular the helmet of salvation because Amen. that guard on her mind and and God protects us in that sword of the spirit the word of God that comes to mind that that helps us to fight back against the enemy and 
it's it's a beautiful thing what God has done for us. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. It's, it's wonderful, man. So more wonderful. people need to understand it. Yeah, you know, once I understood that, Robert Breaker does a great job of explaining it. Yes. You know, <laughs> so it's like once you understand it, you you live in this freedom, mm-hmm. and you know yes. what? It's like you know you do actually sin less. Mm-hmm. You yep. know. When, mm-hmm. Once you're living in that freedom, because you're just like you're so over, you're just so overtaken by that love. You just like just don't want to sin mm. no yeah. more. You're just like you know, I want to do that. <laughs> no, yeah. I love you, Lord. Why would I want to do that? You give me this free gift. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. Sometimes you fall here and there, but now it's like it's like the whole thing. Like you can, you have to go on a diet. You can't eat this, this, and that. And guess what? As soon as you go on a diet. As soon as it says you cannot eat this and this and that, or else, guess what? You want to eat it. Sneaking up at night. Right. You want one of those that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, that's uh, how I we... do with diabetes. <laughs> oh. I just want to ask Mr. Wickham, do you know about uh, Robert Breaker? I have. I I think I have seen some of his videos and okay. and I know you all just speak of him with high yes. so is well i i woke up i was i was saved a long time ago but mm-hmm. not into the scripture but i woke up with him in 2014 when he brought up all those videos and everything and i followed him since then mm-hmm. and that's i can say physically that's that's my teacher right so yeah yeah he's yeah. really good Cloud, cloudchurch.com okay um, that's his place, but uh, yeah, he has all the video, verse by verse, preaching mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in in English and in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and really good. good. I'll have to, to look uh, up his channel again. Mm-hmm. Yes, you. Mm-hmm. This question yeah. here from Mike. Mike says, "Is there a way you could watch the Feast of Trumpets in real time?" I think you want to watch the 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 Wailing Wall, the Western Wall. They do have a live feed there. Mm-hmm. You want to watch that because. Yes. Uh, at the Feast of Trumpets, uh, you're looking for dusk at that oh, wailing yeah. wall. Okay, that's mm. what you're looking for. Ultimately, the best time, the biggest, mm. highest watch to the minute, to the second, is at dusk on the Feast of Trumpets. And um, the, the, I think it mentioned another question, the same guy here, he mentioned another question about when uh, when will you hear this last trump? Well, during this feast, they blow 99 trumpet blasts. Mm. Okay, and then they blow a final trumpet blast, one long. So it's like 33, 33, 33. How about that? Yeah, and then one big long one at the end for 100 trumpet blasts. Some of mm-hmm. them just go all through of them. I mean, it's just, it's just not like one person organizing the whole thing for the entire country of Israel. It's like people, households are doing it. Synagogues mm-hmm. are doing it. So it's not yeah. like one person standing there with a the trumpet. Hey, I'm going to blow this last trump and the, and the dead's going to resurrect because I got the trumpet. Here, I I don't think that's going to be the case. No. Okay, but the festival is uh, is kind of like Christmas. Pe- people open presents, you know. But yeah. you got day, you got morning at different times of the day all around the earth. Okay, yeah. so it's and it's the same thing for the feast of trumpets. People are blowing these trumpets like me. I'll blow those trumpets here, but I'll blow mine at dusk too. And my dusk is what, Michael? Uh, eight hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's eight. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. the feast. That's how people celebrate it. So I don't know who's going to blow the last trump, but all the all that we know, the main thing we look for is if you go to the Wailing Wall. There's an actual website. There's a live feed. I can't remember. Maybe Greg knows the name of it, mm-hmm. and you can watch it yeah. there. 
you can watch when when I'm I'm probably watching this year too. I'll just put it on the background that day when it gets down there, and yeah. we'll see what happens. They have a number of feeds. Yeah, they have uh, a number of live. They have a number of live feeds for that. Uh, I don't have a specific name, but if you just Google uh, or do a search in YouTube, uh, yep. feeds trumpets or the wing wall. You'll live feed. You'll you'll come up with it. You'll probably yep. have a a whole list. To be honest with you. Oh yes, yes. There is a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Center, right angle, left angle, up angle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> them all. Yeah, they probably got like a three sixty camera out there by now. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine so. But yeah. uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, guys, that because we were we were talking about all these these principles and the things that we learned, mm-hmm. and I remember Brother Bob was talking about how, you know, how without the Lord, you know, when he read the Bible without the Holy Spirit, he got a totally different beat on it, right? Versus with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, I have pulled up here 1 Corinthians 2.14. I just kind of want to share this with you guys because it mm-hmm. says, But the natural man receiveth not the things yeah. of the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. for they are foolishness unto him. Mm-hmm. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And, you know, Jesus' words, their spirit and their life. And mm-hmm. it's so important to remember that because without his spirit, it really is hieroglyphics. I mean, yeah, we can read it. And we can understand, you know, oh, Noah's Ark and Samson pushing pillars and things like that. But we don't, we can't see the depth of the jots and the tittles. We can't see the typology, the foreshadows and how it comes back to Jesus. Because at that point, we're still veiled from Mm -hmm. knowing who it's really all about. Well, brother Michael, what what would be your answer if if you bring the gospel to someone and say, oh, that's okay. I'm not very spiritual. (laughs) Oh, they're not very spiritual? Yeah, then, you know, uh, (laughs) well, if I bring that verse, that's going to be a big (laughs) boo-boo. Yeah, yeah. I tell people all the time, though, I'm not religious. That's right. Because, you know, I'm always like, and that's like when I, because I've been doing a lot more evangelizing now and um, getting outside the house. And I, like I said, I always try to find common ground to let people know that, you know, I've come from the trenches, just, you know, I've been where they are. It's possible to get out. I'm not mm-hmm. coming from a point of condemnation or self-righteousness. And um, I try to tell them it's about relationship because I've seen so many people try to be like, oh, well, I have to quit smoking or I have to quit doing this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You come as you are. Jesus will take care of the rest. Yes. And that's that's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. And a lot of people, you know, because churchianity has told people that they have to live to the status quo to under to be saved, to mm-hmm. go to heaven. You know, we've fallen right back into the times of the Pharisees and Sadducees where they had to yeah. do things by their works. And it's become such a stumbling block for so many because they think that they have to adhere to this new standard that's impossible. So they just say, forget it. And I'm like, well, guess what? I'm still not perfect, but I'm not. I, I forget the things that are behind me, and I look forward and I reach forward, just like Paul, because I know that Jesus Christ has already laid hold upon me for that. So, and that's what people need to realize. He said he didn't say that he was perfect. He said, not that I'm already perfected. And if Paul could have been, you know, he was the guy. You know, he he was the the Pharisees of Pharisees. You know, he had all this awesome teaching. So if he wasn't good enough, and after he was born again, if he's sitting there saying humility, hey, I'm just a 
I'm just a guy. I'm still waiting for my perfection too, man. <laughs> That's why I try to remind people that, you know, yes, we, we, we hate this flesh, but we always look and hope to the future when we will be perfected. Mm-hmm. But you can come to Jesus where you are. You know, he's not going to cast you out because you're smoking. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And I almost hate, I kind of despise when people say, are you smoking or non-smoking? <laughs> and I'm like, man, you're, you're, you're really messing with their brain now. You know, you're messing with their spirit. These are souls. We're, these are souls here that have to be saved. This is, this is no joke or laughing matter. And, and one thing that I notice it's different about this sign now versus all the times in the past is I feel such a weight and a, a sobering weight of importance that we are in the final moments. So right. it's so important to get as many people to Jesus as possible. They need to know it's about the blood. It's not about themselves. Like Emily said, right. it's about Jesus and what he did. It's not about you. It's definitely not about you. Cause if it's about That's us. Right. We <laughs> you know, people don't realize that um, Satan has a mirror image of his elite here on the earth. That mirrors God's elite. We are, mm-hmm. we are God's elite here mm-hmm. on earth. We are yes. heavenly royalty, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We are heavenly royalty on the earth that will be extracted to the heavens where we belong yes. during the tribulation. But think about it this way, okay? What does Satan have here on the earth? He has a two-tier, he has a two-tier justice system, okay? You got those who break the rules, do all the wrong things, they get away with it. You got mm-hmm. those that are, that that's the high tier. Then you got the lower tier, anybody that, you know, if you go pray in front of a, uh, uh, an abortion clinic, you get thrown in prison. If you go protest at the school board meeting, you mm. know, or talk about Jesus, you get your door kicked in and guns pointed at your head. Okay, get thrown in prison. Okay, that's a two-tier justice system here. But God has his two-tier justice system. Mm-hmm. We hit the two-tier justice system is we're all sinners, but we're in the higher tier where we are forgiven and sealed and going to heaven, even though we still sin. They got mm. those who are in the lower tier who are not saved and sealed. And even for the little tiny sins, like smoking, Michael, all right, there's they the, the punishment they're going to receive is just astronomical for yes. that little tiny, itty bitty, insignificant, almost sin. Okay, mm-hmm. but their their punishment is just insurmountable. You see, yep. the two tier justice system of God compared to Satan's two tier justice system, and I get mad at that two tier justice. I can't stand it. But then the Lord's like, hey, don't you realize you're part of my two-tier justice system? And I'm like, man, you're right. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible to think about. Yeah, it is. It's truly incredible. And Mm -hmm. it's 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 so weird, isn't it, Bob, when you think about that? Because it's like, wow, even the littlest infraction, the smallest little bit of an infraction, and it's it's hell for eternity, right? And it's it's so crazy because you know. It shows you the the pride that we can have. I'm not saying any of you guys, of course, but the pride that we can have is in general as a people speaking just in general, yeah. because they're like, well, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm a pretty good guy. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I'm going to go to heaven and they start thinking that it's upon themselves because, oh, I'm not doing these things. So that work. therefore qualifies me to be in the presence of the King Amen. of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's like, 
And uh, it, that's why sometimes, uh, and that I believe, uh, was it Do- uh, Dr. Barry Awe was talking about that. That was one of the biggest stumbling parts of his his testimony when he was coming to the faith was he he's like I never, you know, did those crazy things in life, so you know I never felt like I was a bad guy, mm-hmm. and um, that was that was my story, you know, and and I'll never forget when the Lord brought that conviction of the Holy Spirit and. I remember where I was when I realized that I was as low as the scum on the earth and Mm -hmm. I had betrayed everything that I thought I would never do. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Looking back on it then, it was a hard pill to swallow, but it's such a great time because now I know that, you know, we need a Savior. We need a Savior. We need Jesus Christ and his blood. We need Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, we're coming down to the last uh, couple minutes here. Uh, Not time, but... um, of course, uh, I want to give this uh, last couple minutes to Emily, if there's anything else that she wants to uh, mention to the audience. And of course, we're going to bring up her uh, bring up her website and also her YouTube channel here. So, um, Emily, is there anything else you would like to close with before we get into prayer? Just one thought that came to me as you all were sharing uh, something that gives me patience as we wait for the Lord, because we're also ready for him to come as things get darker and worse. We're more than ready. But I was listening to some of your broadcasts recently, and I think one of the women you had on to share, um, I think it was Deneen. Um, is it Deneen Thompson or yeah, Thomas? Yeah. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think she shared that she became a Christian in 2019 (laughs) and then somebody else shared that, that they had recently come to know the Lord. And that was so beautiful. It just, it encourages me as we wait that God is still working right at this moment. He is still saving people. He is still bringing people to faith in Christ. And that helps me to have patience because God is not going to, you know, send his son to, get the bride from this earth until the bride is complete. And I, I hope that anyone who is watching tonight who does not have a personal relationship with Jesus will believe in the Lord Jesus because he loves you. He died for you and for me and he, he died for our sins and he was buried and he rose again and he's coming soon. Amen. 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 And you can uh, go to Emily's YouTube channel, which is up on the screen, youtube.com at Emily Wickham author. So that's once again, Emily Wickham author. You can look her up, search through YouTube on the search window, Emily Wickham, uh, as well as the uh, website proclaiming him to women.com. You can get all of her links, her bio, everything is, uh, is there on her site, proclaiming him to women.com, all one word. And um, yeah, we thank you for coming on, Emily. Thank you so much for for the testimony and uh, sharing. Thank you so very much. You all have been so kind and patient and gracious. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, that's that's a lot of good, uh, a good info for a few of my friends already. I already shared a few things there. Thank you. Amen. All right. So uh, do we want to lift this up in prayer? We w- we'll, we'll lift everyone up in prayer. Uh, and uh, also Bob Hagen uh, couldn't make it tonight due to his knee. He came out of surgery recently, of course, and uh, he still uh, could use prayer for his knee. 
Uh, I know there were some other people in here who were asking for prayer throughout the broadcast. Uh, let's see if I can find any of them as well. Uh, we do see them, of course. We do see this uh, this one here, of course. Uh, if you could also pray for depression, his loneliness. Uh, been praying for God to bring him to the right uh, woman that is a Christian woman. That it's it's been a bumpy past ten years. Um, and I think we have another one here. And I'm, I apologize if other people have been posting your prayers. We are going to be praying for you, of course. Um, but it looks like this this is the only one I can find on here right now. So for everyone else, we're going to pray for you as well. So uh, I'll start and uh, lift you up. Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for the gathering, the opportunity to do these uh, things. It is a blessing. We don't take it for granted. We thank you for what you've done you and what you do and continue to do in our lives, Father. Uh, we're just amazed and in awe of you, and we just thank you, Father. We praise your holy and precious name for what you uh, continue to do for this uh, this ministry and for each and every one of the panelists and the community, those people online, both on the live and recording. We just ask for uh, your blessing, your fresh anointing to be placed upon each and every one of these loved ones, uh, these dear, dear children of the Lord, uh, that you continue to protect them, guide them, direct them in their paths and where they should go, Lord God. Let them uh, do your will, not their own, Lord God. Keep us away from sin and temptation, from all the works of the enemy. We rebuke uh, Leviathan, the behemoth. We rebuke Satan and all his works. Right now, in Jesus' name, we ask, Lord God, that you just continue to give us the strength we need to continue uh, doing what we need to do to spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to others who have not heard. And we uh, we just lift up Bob Hagen to you, Lord God. We ask that his knee be healed, Lord God, that he has a quick recovery in the mighty name of Jesus. We bind up and rebuke the spirit of depression for this individual right now, uh, mm -hmm. the lonely, loneliness, the depression. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. Lord God, let this peace that surpasses all understanding rest upon this, this person right now. Scripture with Tyler T. Right now, in Jesus' name, may you receive this, this message, this word and this prayer in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Lord, we just ask that you give everyone a night's rest, that we be refreshed in, uh, in the morning, ready to go, ready to preach the word, to speak to others with boldness and courage. Lord God, that you continue to help this ministry continue to grow, flourish, do the things that it's supposed to do, and bless others, Lord God, not by what we do, but, what, why you, but by what you do, Lord, by your spirit, Lord God. Uh, not by might, uh, not by power, but by your spirit, Lord God, that this stuff occurs, that these broadcasts continue to go forward. Mm -hmm. Lord, bless your holy name. Thank you. Praise you, holy Jesus, Lord God Almighty. Uh, we just welcome your return, Lord. We know that this is the time, and uh, we'll continue to do your work here as you have seen fit. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, Lord. Amen. 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 All right. Hallelujah. Thank you for everyone coming on with us tonight. Uh, and we do uh, thank you for another. Uh, thank you for contributing, of course, uh, to this mm -hmm. broadcast tonight. Uh, we don't know how much longer we have, but we're going to continue to do these. Amen. And uh, praise the Lord. We are uh, we are just so awesome. We are just so amazed by our awesome God. Right. Mm -hmm. We are just so amazed by what he has done and continued to do for this ministry. Um, uh, if anybody else has anything else they want to 
that want to bring up or pray about, please go ahead. I don't want to just cut it off if you have a specific prayer or the Holy Spirit is uh, is prompting you to do or say that anything. prayer was really good. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, brothers Amen. and Amen. sisters, thank you very much for coming on with us for another uptime. God bless you all, and uh, Lord willing, we'll see you again next week. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you.